Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Welcome to Confronting a Concert Crisis. My name is Megan. I'm a senior public relations major from Kent State. And my name is Olivia. I'm also a senior public relations major at Kent State. And today we are going to be talking about Travis Scott's Asher World Festival that happened last Friday. Yes, we're going to be discussing the tragedy, what happened, and how it relates to the PR professional world. So what we know about the concert, it happened at NRG Park in Houston, Texas on November 5th. There was about 50,000 people in the audience. And after a crowd surge, um, nine people died. And there was eight initially and one recently died in the hospital from injury. And they were all very young victims, all ages 14 to 27. Uh, And there were dozens more injured. One of the people injured was actually only nine years old, which is super heartbreaking. Yeah, I was really shocked when I heard about this because of how many people were injured and how many people died. And especially because they were so young. Um, New York Times is calling this one of the deadliest crowd control disasters in U.S. history since 1979. Um, There were 505 event security staff members. There were 91 armed private security officers, 76 off-duty officers from the Houston Police Department, paid to provide security at the event, officials have said. Um, In addition to that, there are more than 500 on-duty Houston police officers at the festival, according to the New York Times. And so how this went down is Scott started his concert at 9 p.m. At around 9.30, the crowd started to surge towards the stage, and people were reported that they couldn't breathe um, because everyone was so close together. There was so many people in such a small area and they were saying that there was fences all around them and they could not get out. Um, It's reported that Scott briefly paused after seeing um, that people were panicking and um, he did call for a paramedic to come over. But after that, he continued playing his show for almost 40 minutes after this started happening. He actually performed his whole set, which is um, 25 songs He also brought out Drake uh, to his show, which also just amplified the crowd even more because people were really excited to see him. And it would just cause this mass panic. Yeah. And I think bringing out Drake was a terrible idea. I think any if there's already um, people getting injured and dying, you know, obviously bringing out another super famous celebrity is not going to make people calm down. So I think it was a really bad look to bring Drake out and they overall just should have been doing everything they could to calm everyone down. Yeah. And, you know, people were saying that Scott was the only one, the the police chief said that the only person who could have stopped the show was Scott because he is the one, you know, that is hosting the event. And um, there were other reports saying that, you know, you couldn't have stopped the show because the people were so young that they would have rioted. But I really think, if they had had a plan in place, they could have figured out a way to safely calm everyone down. So it really was just a terrible look on Scott. There was actually a video, which is so crazy. And there's literally a paramedic 
giving CPR to a victim and you can see Travis like dancing in the background. So it's just yeah, really bad luck. That's insane. And I think um, social media is kind of blowing up with this of just what happened and how terrible it was. Um, I recently read a post from a girl. It was a long note that she was in the, in the um, audience and she was seeing her, her friend, I think got kind of like fell over and she was seeing people start to get trampled. And she went up to a cameraman and tried to tell him to stop recording, pause the show, contact people on the staff. And he did not listen to her. He was asking her to get off away from him. Um, and so she ended up calling 911 and some paramedics finally found their way through. But it's really disappointing to see that no one on the staff was willing to stop or help. Yeah, it was just a terrible situation. And I actually saw a video on TikTok of one of the paramedics that was there. And he was saying that like, he would see one person on the ground. And and so he had to start doing CPR on that person. And then he would go and get his bag and there was another person on the ground. And it was just like, all these people were just dropping and nothing was happening and they could not get the attention from the staff. And like, there's an actual video of the girl trying to get the cameraman's attention. And he's like screaming at her to get down. So it's just a terrible situation. Um, and like Megan said, there's a lot of discussion on social media and um, Scott did post a story saying that he is devastated that this happened. He seemed pretty upset about it. It was like five stories, um, how long this video was. Um, and yeah, he did. He did seem upset. Um, he didn't say he was sorry, however, um, there's a lot of people that are encouraging others to boycott his music and um, using the option on Spotify to block his people are encouraging others to boycott his music using an option on Spotify that will block the play of all his songs for the user on Spotify or Apple music. And I'm kind of considering doing that too. Yeah. I don't know how to feel because I'm obviously, I am so upset at what happened. I think he made the terrible, like terrible decisions. Um, but I've always been a fan of his music. So it's like sad to think that I might, you know, just stop listening to him. But I also can see what, what people are saying is that you shouldn't support someone who wasn't willing to put his fans first because his fans are the one ones who made him famous in the first place. Right. And he has a history of this, of doing this before. So in 2015, he pleaded guilty to charges of reckless conduct at Lollapalooza, which is a music festival, urging fans to climb over the barricades. And 2017, he faced misdemeanor charges of inciting a violent, endangering welfare of a minor. Yeah. And um, at a 2019 World, there were three ho- hospitalized following a crowd stampede over security barriers. So the fact alone that something similar to this happened in 2019, which was just two years ago, yeah. um, it just doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't have more of a plan in place because the one in 2019 obviously wasn't as bad, but um, it showed that violence can happen when people are getting too wild. So I really don't understand why his team didn't have more precautions in place. Um, And I think because of his past with his violence in concerts, um, it's going to give a lot more of a challenge for his PR team to overcome this. Yeah, definitely. And um, 
Travis, he Scott said he will not be performing his next concert in LA, which is definitely a good PR move to, you know, really just take a step back and think about how they can improve what they've been doing. Um, several lawsuits have been filed so far against him and his team. Rightfully so. I mean, that's definitely a, a longer conversation, but um, it just seemed like he was doing well with publicity, like his McDonald's campaign where he, uh, it was called the Travis Scott meal and people could order his meal. Um, it makes me think that maybe, you know, they were trying to bring his publicity back up after these events had happened previously, this, this launched in 2020. Um, but this crisis is proof that your public image can go down really quickly and your PR team needs to have a crisis plan in place already. Yeah. Yeah. So we, Olivia and I looked into some like crisis response information that PR professionals um, utilize. And we actually found an article from Forbes titled eight early crisis management lessons from the Travis Scott concert tragedy. Um, And it gave a lot of just helpful insight into things you can learn from this situation because I think go you know going into the entertainment industry as a PR professional can be really exciting and interesting but there's a lot that comes with it because when you have so many people in your audience looking to you you have to have set plans in place and clear strategies you're using because when things go out of hand, that just creates that much more of a crisis. Um, So one of the tips they gave was pay attention to early warning signs. So we read that before the concert, police came into Travis Scott's trailer and warned him of public safety concerns. And um, we just think with that information alone, his PR team should have jumped on that and immediately started planning and putting things in place in case something would happen. Um, And the police also should have had clear plans if they already had public safety concerns. Um, Something else is that the article provided was when you know something, do something. So Scott performed almost the entire, his entire show um, 40 minutes after the incident began. So his team should have stopped, you know, the team, if they knew that that was happening, they should have paused the show gotten the audience help and because that that looks much better than just having him complete a concert while people are getting injured yeah and like you know if if something else were to happen like another incident like if there was a fire or a tornado or an earthquake they would have stopped the show if there was lightning like if, if you're outside and there's a show and there's lightning they have to stop the show so it's just why didn't they stop why didn't they stop it for this exactly because you know it's the same thing, you know, whether it was a natural disaster or an active shooter, if people are getting injured and dying, there's no reason to continue the show. Um, Something else that is listed in the article we read was that your words can come back to haunt you. And this kind of focuses on how Travis Scott has a history of going onto social media and posting about having a rager at his concert and urging fans to go wild. And while he might not have had the intention to, you know, obviously endanger his audience, he was trying to make them excited and like ready for his performance. But because of those past things he's posted, his words are now coming back to haunt him because he actually did have this concert that caused a lot of injury and death. Um, And then another 
Their tactic in the article listed is have a crisis management plan for every scenario. So this is kind of relates to what, what we were just talking about. Um, the security at his concert had plans in place for bomb threats, active shooters, lightning, tornadoes, and earthquakes. Um, and they had like a printed out document for these different plans, but nowhere within that document was a plan for a crowd surge, which we find extremely confusing because if there's a history of Travis Scott having violence at his performances just in 2019, you would think that the plan would include something for that. Yeah, you would think. And um, so I can't, I can't remember what the article was. And so if I find it, I will link it in our bio. But basically one of the security guards had said that he, before the show started, when they were prepping the security team, they were having to take a test. They like had to watch a video and take a test of all these security precautions. And he said that the team, his Scott's team was giving them the answers to these tests. So it wasn't even, it was not well-prepared they were really just throwing these people out there and there was not enough security for how many people were there. So it's really just crazy that this happened. Um, another tip from this article from Forbes is to tell people how you feel about how, what happened. So like I mentioned earlier, Scott went on his Insta- Instagram stories to tell he was devastated and express sympathy. Um, and he was right to do so and to cancel upcoming appearances. Um, the next step is going a step further And thankfully, Scott has offered to pay for the victim's funerals and mental health expenses to anyone that was at the show that has been affected by this incident. And I really think that is important. And that is a good move for his uh, by his PR team to really express that empathy and that um, to uh, help these people and to be empathetic, connect with his fans and uh, really just show the empathy. So who do you think is to blame for this? I think it's difficult to say because we're still, you know, this is such a recent incident. So we're still unclear on all the details. And I, I really hope things continue to get uncovered as time goes on. Um, But I think personally, I think there's kind of equal blame on both um, the PR, Travis Scott's PR team on the security at the concert and on Travis Scott himself. I think the um, planning should have definitely been in place by the security team and PR team. And that obviously was not. So they are, they definitely have some blame there. But I do think during the concert itself, Travis Scott should have done more to stop and get his audience help because he was in power. He was the one performing Mm -hmm. and he was the only one who could have stopped performing when everyone was watching him. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I was actually seeing people, one of the security officers that was there, he posted on his TikTok and he was saying that he felt that the audience was partly to blame, which I kind of disagree with, but he was saying that like, he would come over and there was a person lying on the ground and he asked the people next to me, he's like, how long has this person been down? They were like, Oh, like 10 minutes. And so it's just kind of, I mean, it's all this person says something and this person says something. And so um, it's hard to know exactly what happened, but um, I definitely agree with you that Travis is the one that should have stopped the show. And his team is definitely to blame for not having the plan in place for this. Um, 
that's about it. We're going to wrap up here. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode. And we just want to say a quick prayer for all the victims of this incident and to anyone who knows someone who was a victim. We just hope that more information can be uncovered. Anyone who was there can heal and that more conversation can be opened up around concerts and how to manage these kind of crises. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Oh, 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 oh,